Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live today. So, as has become our tradition, I am going to do a blind item reveal episode. I know, I know. I'm just as excited as you guys are. Uh, So, let me just give you a little background as to how this came about. First of all, you all know I love my blind items. Um, And when I started reading gossip, there weren't a whole heck of a lot of uh, reveals. Uh, Except Auntie Lawyer from Crazy Days and Nights would do a reveal every January 1st and July 4th. So when I started the podcast, I thought, well, this is, you know, this would be great. Uh, and then, of course, bl- um, Blind Gossip uh, began revealing more and more of their blind items. Uh, so we've had a couple of episodes outside of um, January, uh, outside of January second and July fifth. But <coughs> um, and and for those of you who read Crazy Days and Nights, you know that Antique now reveals the smaller blinds um, every day. Uh, it's mostly now just. Um, instead of writing actual posts, he, uh, makes it a blind and then reveals it later on. Uh, I could do a dissertation on that, but I won't. Uh, all of our reveals today come from Crazy Days and Nights. Uh, so go check them out. Um, you know, uh, NT is a, is a good friend of mine. Uh, when I started Generation Gossip, he was there to help me. Uh, and, you know, he knows I, I do this, um, and he's fine with it. (laughs) Um, so, on to the revelations. Uh, this one is called a blind item reveal number 46. And it says, in this space, I have often addressed the indiscretions of this celebrity chef. She is most definitely low-hanging fruit when it comes to gossip because she makes so many of her own scandals. That being said, what I often forget when writing about her is that considering where she came from as a child, she is a success story. Many people are completely unaware that her dad started raping her multiple times a week when she was just 13 and went on for years. He was deranged and she was also protecting her sister at the same time. Not only that, but she escaped as a teen and went to a shelter with her sister. To top that off, she publicly shared her story in front of hundreds of people, although at the time, she was not the star she is today. She also continues to support and volunteer at the same types of shelters. Uh, and it's Giada de Laurentis. Um, and, and for anyone who listens to Drunk Gossip regularly, y'all know I'm not a huge fan of Giada. Um, I, first of all, I just don't like her personality. Just like Rachel Ray, it just grates on my nerves. But, also, she has cheated on her husband uh, multiple times. Or she cheated on her husband, I should say. I believe they're divorced now. Uh, multiple times, though. Uh, the most high profile that I'm aware of uh, was John Mayer. Uh, but it's said that she, if you're a musician, 
anywhere in Italy or anywhere near her, you probably slept with her. And this is not a slut-shaming thing. Uh, But if you agree to be in a relationship, uh, a monogamous relationship, then you should stick to that. If you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship, talk to your partner. Uh, You know, tell your partner. Tell tell them that, you know, you don't think you can do it or you don't want to do it. Whatever the case is, uh, you owe it not only to yourself, but to your partner to uh, be respectful. Uh, I know that's going to sound really harsh, uh, but that's just truly how I feel, you know? Uh, She was also inserted into some of um, some of the biggest scandals, uh, when I was, when I was writing Generation Gossip, um, there were very strong rumors, uh, that she was one of Tiger Woods' mistresses. Uh, it's also believed, uh, that she was, uh, one of Josh Jamel's, uh, ladies on the side, so, you you see, like, she just kind of invites this sort of thing. But, having this backstory of of her being raped, it kind of makes sense now. Uh, you know, I had a, a really good friend who was raped, and, um, well, I and most people expected her to turn away from sex because, you know, to us it seemed... Uh, more logical for her to be afraid of it, she embraced it and took on um, a more sex-positive, a more um, promiscuous lifestyle. So having having the context of what her father did to her, uh, which is tragic in and of itself, and I really applaud her uh, for standing up and... Um, even more so, not only standing up, but donating to these shelters that help uh, women and, and victims of uh, sexual, excuse me, sexual abuse and assault. But to do so quietly without needing to just scream it from the rooftops. I mean, that's, that's a class act, period. I don't... I may not like her, uh, and like I said, it's it's not. It's it's not the sex stuff. Um, I mean that did that played part of my, uh, into part of my view of her, but it's it's not the sex stuff why I don't like her. It's, it's just her personality, you know. Um, uh, I always, I call her Martha Stewart Light to my best friend, um, because, you know, she thinks she's Martha Stewart, and. I'm here to tell you, there can only be one Martha. Um, but e- even if I'm not a fan, you know, it's, it's not hard to say, like, I admire someone or I like what they're doing. And it's not hard because, you know, there are a lot of people I don't like, but I can say they did a good job. They did a good thing. I, and that's just how I was... That's just how I am. Uh, I... And and there are some people who I do like, and I'm like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, first I spot on the episode. 
there will be more of those, I promise. <laughs> Not to the point where we can play a drinking game, though. Uh, anyway. So, Giada, you're doing a good thing. Thank you. And we can appreciate what you're doing, even if we're not a huge fan. But, you know, you don't need any more fans. You already run the Food Network. (laughs) Um, Every time you turn on Food Network, it's Giada something. Uh, So, you know... You don't need our approval. You're you're doing all right, I promise. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take a break, and I will be right back. And I'm back. And we're going to travel back in time for this... Uh, for this blind item reveal. Uh, it is called blind item revealed number 45. Everyone always thought this actress was the quiet, prudish type. It is only because of the role she played which typecast her for the remainder of her career. You may not know the name of the actress, but you know the role she played on this hit television show. Everyone knows the show. Shortly before landing the role that would make her famous, this actress went to a party and did LSD and coke with a relative of the showrunner for the show. He loved getting people on LSD and then having sex with them. He didn't consider it rape. He was big into combining drug trips and sex. Our actress was crazy about coke, and on the set, if you ever wanted to have sex with her, she was willing, but it was going to cost you coke. Never money for for coke. I'm pretty sure he means money for sex here. Uh, just the coke. The relative of the showrunner worked on the show and would often hook up with the actress. They continued on for many years after the run of the show, despite the, fact, despite the fact that he was married. The husband of the actress gave up trying to be married to her because of her love of drug, drugs and sex. She fully embraced free love. So, here's, here's the thing. And this is something that I've talked about a little bit on uh, the soap boards. Just because something's not right uh, doesn't mean it should be judged in the context of our era. Now, what this man did was clearly illegal, clearly wrong. Uh, no one is arguing this. Uh, and in fact, uh, if if he were still alive, I would be in favor of... Uh, having him tried um before I get into this I just realized I need to reveal who it is uh it is um Don Wells who played Marianne on Gilligan's Island <coughs> um the rapist is not um not named but hear me out here you know I think I, I think that um, this man, first of all, needs to be named and shamed. Uh, he, he definitely needs to be tried. <clears throat> but we also need to look at the context of what was happening in the world back then. Uh, as Indy pointed out, it was a, an era of free love, uh, self-expression. 
you know, and yes, drug use was very heavy back then. So when you look under it, at it through that prism, it's not surprising. Um, and, you know, for years there have been rumors about Don Wells and, and her drug use. Uh, if you go on Reddit, there are just a ton of fan theories about Marianne and about uh, Gilligan's Island as a whole. You know, there's, like I said, there's there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to uh, dissect. And, you know, I think one of the most important things here is we need to really um, look at these powerful people and how they took advantage of actresses and and actors um, by supplying them with drugs and, and, and doing all of this. But it's also very dangerous to only look at things through the prism of today. Uh, because, of course, this is a Me Too story just waiting to be told. Uh, and the fact that Don Wells decided not to tell it before she passed uh, is relatively surprising. Uh, you know, she's, I know she loved, um, her role as Marianne. Uh, she eventually took on the role of Ginger, uh, in some of the Gilligan Island spinoffs. Um, and I can't think of her name right now. When the other actress decided, uh, that she no longer wanted, uh, to be around. Uh, and in fact, Don Wells and the original Ginger had a big falling out because... Uh, Don Wells played both uh, Mary Ann and Ginger in the animated Gilligan's Island show. And, you know, there was just this big spectacle. Um, a, a big fight, I should say, not a big spectacle. Uh, apparently, Don Wells' husband left her uh, just after the end of the original Gilligan's Island uh, run, uh, basically for the reasons that Inti did name, uh, he couldn't deal with the drug use. He didn't want to uh, watch his wife sleep with other men. He didn't, you know, he didn't want to know that she wasn't being faithful to him, uh, and it really bothered him. Uh, and but this goes back to what I said uh, earlier. I do believe that you owe it to the person. Uh, and, you know, if I'm looking at through the prism of, uh, the 60s and 70s, uh, free love was a lot more accepted in counterculture. So, I think there's a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a conflict there, which would be really interesting, uh, to look at, you know, counterculture versus uh, what was happening uh, as a whole uh, in our society. But, you know, ultimately, I don't know that there's going to be uh, a lot for us to do or 
um, a lot for us to do or say um, about what was happening or about Miss Wells and her alleged secret life. Now, the reason why I'm saying alleged is because she's no longer here to defend herself. She's no longer here to uh, quantify and say, you know, I feel like he raped me or I feel like I was in charge of my body and I chose to do this. Uh, And without her words, without her telling us exactly how she feels, I don't know that we should be pushing our own views onto, uh, onto her, which is also one of those, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, I think as a, as a culture, as a society, we need to take a step back and say, what does, what would, or what did Dawn Will say? And she, for the most part, liked to keep her private life private. So why are we going to go against that? And I know it's it's very ironic that I'm talking about this on a podcast after just talking about what she did. Um, my defense here is, it's good gossip. Um, and... And it's already out there, so why not discuss it and put my own spin on it? I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So this blind item is called Blind Item Revealed number 42. And it says, When this foreign-born, former A-list, mostly movie actor, started an affair... With this A-list actress, who is a celebrity offspring, he thought it would be a movie set fling. Both were married, and our actor, who is an Emmy and Oscar winner or nominee, thought that this would be no different. Our actress, who is an Oscar winner and or nominee, was unhappy in her marriage to a serial philandering actor and wanted a change. She wasn't going to dump her husband unless it was a sure thing. When she asked her co-star about their future, he was very vague. The actress was having none of that. She made sure the wife of her co-star knew there was an affair. Whether it was an audio recording or video recording, no one is saying. But it was one of the two mailed via snail mail. When the actor found out, he was furious. But our actress did the trick he liked so much, and they ended up together for a long time. Until he cheated on her with someone he met on a set. And the answer is Antonio Banderas, Melanie Griffith, and Don Johnson. Now, uh, a lot of you are like me and you follow uh, celebrity gossip uh, a lot. And... I always knew that Antonio cheated on Melanie. Um, it was a big scandal. Uh, and despite them trying to pretend like it was nothing, 
uh, you know, that they just kind of grew apart or whatever, everyone knew that something happened, right? So, it wasn't a huge shock for me to find out that, uh, that he cheated with her, with someone on set. I had thought it was a groupie or a fan, um, and, and that could, you know, he could have still had that affair as well. Um, but what's interesting to me here is that there's a lesson to be learned. And, and this is for everybody. You lose them how you got them. So what I mean is for a very long time, Melanie and Antonio were both cheating on their respective spouses. <clears throat> so it only makes sense that when they broke up, it was going to be because one or both was cheating. Now, of course, there are rumors that Melanie was also uh, having affairs and, and whatever. So I don't want to pretend like she's 100% innocent in all this. Because I don't think she is. And in fact, the only innocent person that I can see in this entire story is Antonio Banderas's first wife. Uh, outside of that, you know, it's he was cheating with Melanie. Melanie was cheating on Don Johnson with, with Antonio. Don Johnson was screwing everyone who walked. Uh, and, and that's not being facetious. There are rumors that Don Johnson would screw anybody. He, as long as you were willing to let him put it in you, you were fair game. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, that's Hollywood and that's just what happens. Or, you know, what do you expect when you're away from your spouse? Uh, as I've been saying, and this is really becoming a motif this episode, um, it, it, this was not planned, by the way, this was, <laughs> this was completely not plan, a planned motif, but if you want an open relationship as opposed to a monogamous relationship, you need to have that discussion. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, you guys have heard this, my story before, uh, when I was dating my ex on our very first date. I threw down the gauntlet and I said, what do you want? Do you want an open relationship or a monogamous relationship? And he said emphatically he wanted a monogamous relationship. Well, it turned out he wanted a monogamous relationship for 51 weeks a year. But there was one year or one week a year where I would be with my family in Detroit. And... He wanted to be able to screw some guy that he'd been with, uh, he'd been sleeping with uh, regularly for a couple of years. And he learned the hard way that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, so, and you know, there's also um, some people who want you to be uh, monogamous while they go do whatever they want to do. And that certainly seems to be what was happening um, with Antonio and Don. Because when 
when Don found out about the Melanie's affair with Antonio, he was livid. Uh, and when someone, um, when I forgot who it was, but I remember uh, seeing this video where he was confronted by a, a member of the press, I believe, who said, well, you know, you've been cheating on her all these years, whatever. And Don, Don just shot back with, that's a man's prerogative. That's a man's job. Excuse me, what? <laughs> it, I, it, it's one of the most misogynistic things I've ever heard in my life. Um, but it also goes to just speak to how some of these people actually thought for a very long time. And I honestly don't believe that Don Johnson ever thought that his wife would find comfort in the arms of another man. Now, Melanie, for her part, first of all, you know, she's cheating on her husband. But then we're adding on a layer of she really wants, she really wants Antonio to be hers for the long run. So she reveals the affair to his wife via some sort of recording. And that is, that is just messy soap opera, okay? That is messy soap opera through and through. I don't care how you slice that bread. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's just no way you come back from something like that. Uh, and whatever it is that she's... I'm kind of really curious. Like, y'all know I used to write sex articles. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm trying to figure out what this trick is that he really likes. Like, was she pegging him? Was she... Um, you know, what? what is it that she was doing that made him be like, yeah, you fucked up my marriage, but that's okay, because I still want to be with you. Um, you know, I, I, I have to know these... I have to know what was happening here. <laughs> I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So this is called Blind Item Revealed, number 41. Ah, here we go. This is a little bit of a long one, so just bear with me here. I thought I talked about the filming of this movie way back in the day. But looking back, I never did. This movie did poorly at the box office. It made a profit, but only because the budget was so low. The reason the budget was so low was because all of the actors in it were holding out for percentages of the box office in lieu of their normal salaries. This A-plus A-list actress starred in the movie with her new husband, who was an A-list actor at the time and an awful person even back then, maybe even more so. When, in, when they didn't have to work together on the same days, he would invariably have sex with this former almost A-list actress who he treated poorly just like every other woman he has ever been with. He just used number three and treated her like garbage. And after they finished filming, threatened her career if she ever told anyone they hooked up. Meanwhile, when not being humiliated, number three would do coke with this A, A-list actor 
who also started at a young age with the same company as number three. They never did hook up, though. Number four, when not doing coke with number three, would also do coke with this flash-in-the-pan A-plus list actress and did, did hook up with her constantly during filming. While all of this was going on, the director, number six, was hooking up with this A-list actress who got the job by having sex with the foreign-born CEO of the production company who made all of his leading ladies sleep with him. So the movie is Bobby. Number one is Demi Moore. Number two is Ashton Kutcher, which is very apt. Number three is Lindsay Lohan. Number four is Shia LaBeouf. Number five is Sharon Stone. Number six is Emilio Estevez. Number seven is Heather Graham. So, there's a lot to digest here. Um, Particularly that Heather Graham and Emilio Estevez were hooking up. Uh, Shia LaBeouf and Sharon Stone were hooking up. But somehow, Shia never hooked up with Lindsay. Now, I know y'all are going to think I'm crazy here. But I would have thought Shia and Lindsay would have made a great couple. You know, um, not that I... I know Shia is abusive and and a douchebag. (laughs) But there's just something about those two that I think they would have insane chemistry. Uh, Maybe because they're both insane. I don't know. (laughs) But seriously, I really did. And to this day, I think uh, that those two would make just a a great couple. (laughs) Maybe balance each other out. Or kill one another. I don't know. (laughs) The fact that he was sleeping with Sharon Stone kind of gives me vibes of him trying to uh, show off to his dad. Uh, You know, he and his dad had a very contentious relationship. Maybe they still do. Um, But um, for a very long time, uh, they they would fight and whatever. So him having sex with Sharon Stone just seems like you know, she was probably his dad's question. He's like, hey, look, I'm screwing the woman that you wanted. Uh, and this this actually seems to be very prevalent among straight males. It's very weird. I, I don't understand it. Um, the, the most surprising part here is that uh, Demi didn't hook up with anyone, um, you know, it's no surprise that Ashton hooked up with Lindsay Lohan. Um, and I, just even putting aside Inti's hate for Ashton Kutcher, which, uh, like Giada, um, before, I appreciate that he works with sex trafficking and, you know, trying to prevent it and, and save these women, but I still don't like him. Uh, you know, he seems very cocky, very, you know, look at me, I am man. Uh, and I'm never, I was never quite sure what uh, Demi saw in him. Um, you know, maybe she wanted to, maybe she thought she could cling on to relevancy by banging a younger dude. Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I... I've tried and and played through all these scenarios, and I just cannot come to one that makes any any type of sense. Um, 
they were an odd couple to begin with. Um, I'm not surprised um, that he was cheating on her. Uh, you, you know, there were... In her memoir, she talked about how he really uh, forced threesomes and and all of this. Now, the one thing I will say for him, as opposed to his bestie, uh, 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 Masterson, like Donnie, Donnie Masterson, uh, or is it Danny? In, anyways, I have never heard a peep about him forcing someone to sleep with him. You know, he treats them like shit, like, when they do, but he's never raped anyone. So, there's that, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't... It, it's just very odd to me. Uh, you know, there's... I think I think there's just a, all sorts of havoc and... Weirdness with this blind. <clears throat> um, Empty did not reveal who the uh, who the CEO um, of the production company was. Uh, there are two guesses that are very very good. Uh, Gary Michael Walters. Um, or the founder of Bold Films, Michael Litvak. Michael Litvak is probably the more uh, probable of the two, uh, since he did found the company and um, obviously had a lot of sway and whatever. Or it could be both of them. Um, There could be a reason why Inti didn't reveal it. Um, but I'm really surprised that, uh, that none of this has come out. Uh, you know, obviously it was stated very emphatically that Demi and Ashton were married, uh, which brings us back to our motif this episode of keep it in your damn pants. If you agree to a monogamous relationship, which, uh, Demi very heavily implied they did, in her memoir, um, then and then don't cheat. If you want to get some strange on the side, talk to your partner. Uh, you know, Lindsay with Coke, I really hope uh, she's cleaned up her act. I know she hasn't because we just did a story about her. Um, but I feel like she's one of those people that we're always going to root for. You know what I mean? Like, we're never going to turn our back on Lindsay Lohan. We may not go see her movies. We may not buy her CDs or, you know, watch her shows. But we're always going to root for her to come out on top. We're always going to root for her to get that one role that kind of reignites her career. Uh, And if she's done pissing off Netflix, that could happen. Uh, Shia obviously has been just decimated by abuse allegations from his ex-FKA Twigs. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know uh, what's going to happen with that. Um, 
I think a comeback is is nearly impossible for him. But I've been surprised before uh, by by those who have been able to come back. Uh, and Sharon Stone just lit the world on fire with her own memoir, uh, where uh, she talked about being encouraged to fuck um, her one of her male co-stars in order to uh, have great chemistry. She said no, she wasn't going to do it. Uh, and I'm not positive that she was talking about this movie, by the way. Um, unless, unless they were trying to get her to sleep with Ashton, which is very possible, but I doubt it. But I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And we would not have a reveal episode without having at least one line item reveal from Old Hollywood. This one is called Blind Items Revealed, number 39, Old Hollywood. And it says, this is probably more back in the day than Old Hollywood, but it involves people from Old Hollywood. This former A-list singer-actress grew up in the mafia and surrounded by it. She knew the code and she never broke it. Even when she had family members turn rat, she never did and didn't appreciate family members who did. But they were still family. She wouldn't ever give them up or anything like that. One day, this permanent A-plus list actor uh, slash singer asked our actress the whereabouts of one of her relatives because he wanted to catch up. The actress said she wasn't completely sure, but she thought he was in his hometown. It turned out the actor gave the information to the mafia, who then killed her family member. The answer is Connie Francis and Frank Sinatra. So, I have been really intrigued by Frank Sinatra for years. Uh, Not necessarily because of his talent, though he was very talented. Um, My my fascination with uh, with Mr. Sinatra uh, was more about his alleged uh, ties to the mafia. Uh, You know, there's... Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was with a white woman uh, who, in both of their careers, were threatened. Uh, And um, it got to the point where someone actually put a hit out on Sammy Davis Jr. because he was dating this white woman. So eventually they had to call off their relationship. Uh, But Frank Sinatra kind of lent some protection uh, to Sammy Davis and, and this woman. And it's just one of those things where it was breathtaking. Um, uh, one word from him and, and things would happen. Uh, and of course, uh, Frank had his son, Frank Sinatra Jr., kidnapped. Or he didn't have him kidnapped, but his kid was kidnapped. Uh, and, and just, yeah, all of that. <laughs> Um, so, but, uh, what I want, wrapping this right back around to where I wanted to go, um, so, you know, I've always been fascinated, I'm really fascinated with, uh, Frank's relationship with Ava Garner, uh, you know, 
it was so uh just just dramatic and and everything you would want it to be just like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton uh it's it's a little disheartening that he betrayed a friend like uh Connie Francis but it's not all that surprising to me uh Frank lived by a code um which only he understood uh, if I'm being frank, I don't think anyone else really, really understood uh, who he was loyal to, why he was, lo- or why he was loyal to who he was loyal to. Now, you know, there's gonna be all sorts of pushback here and whatnot. <clears throat> um, you know, it's okay if you think you knew what his code was, or. If you're confused as to why, I don't know. Because I'm confused as to how you you think you know. <laughs> um, but to me, betraying a friend um, and, and getting her relative killed, you know, that's that's not really a code. Um, that's just not what friends do. At least not my friends. And I can't imagine most people's uh, friends would um, do that. Maybe they would. Maybe I'm just way out in the field here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do think that there is some merit to, um, I do think that there is some merit to, um, all of this. You know, there's there's bound to be some sort of spillage. There's bound to be some sort of... There had to be some sort of consequences for him turning on his friend and turning her relative in. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it was or um, if, if maybe she even did anything. Maybe someone else got revenge, and that's what led to the kidnapping of Frank Sinatra Jr. I don't know. Uh, but... Uh, you know, Frank's ties to the mob can't be denied. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, there are so many instances where uh, it's been proven that is. The people who don't believe he was tied to the mob, I'm like, really? Why Why don't you believe that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just very odd to me. Uh, but it's one of the things I love about old Hollywood, too, is... Uh, I, I read this term on the back of one of my books that I'm reading for research uh, for uh, a novel that I'm going to write. Uh, but the term is a conspiracy of silence. And... That's what old Hollywood had. You know, you had gay and, and, and bisexual people. But no one ever talked about it because they had their own skeletons and they didn't want their skeletons pulled out of the closet. Um, so, you know, with with Frank's mob ties, those were kept really under lock and key because, first of all, he was very powerful in Hollywood, uh, but also because he had powerful friends, not only in the mob, 
But, you know, studio execs and and publicists and all the like. So he, you know, he was able to keep everything under wraps, which good for him. <laughs> uh, and, and good for us that now these stories are starting to leak out. All right, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back with our last blind item reveal, which is political. I'll be right back. And I am back. So in lieu of Politalk, uh, because, you know, Will uh, very rarely does uh, these special episodes with us, but I thought it would be fun to end on a note uh, that Will would most definitely approve of. A political blind item reveal. <laughs> and, and one that keeps with our motif of the episode. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> Alright, let's get right to it then. <clears throat> uh, this is called Blind Items Revealed, number 44. I will tell you straight up front, this has nothing to do with JFK. And it's probably not someone who would be in your top five guesses. Prior to ascending to the A++ list office, this politician only had affairs with women he hired to work in his office. They knew they would need to have sex with him to keep their job. He had a high turnover rate because he would get bored or they would get tired of having sex with him. When he became an A++ lister, he continued the secretary tradition, but soon discovered he had groupies. A lot of them. There were women wherever he went to speak that wanted to be with him. He had staffers competing, much like roadies, to find women that would be willing to have sex with him. He would hand out favors to those who found the most women, or women he especially loved. When I talk about favors, I mean as in, hey, you want this job or that job, or be a consul general somewhere. He liked throwing out those perks. It was crazy and totally unexpected from what you read about him today. This is a 20th century A++ lister. The answer is Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, so, first of all, I'm not really surprised. And I know that sounds bad, but I was, I was not uh, particularly shocked. Um... By this, uh, you know, of course, the JFK thing at the beginning of the blind uh, should have been the dead giveaway. Uh, but I also think that NC wanted to rule JFK out early uh, because obviously <laughs> JFK also had uh, the reputation of a womanizer and male slut. Uh, but LBJ is kind of a, a surprise because. We have kind of made him into uh, a, more of a saint. Uh, same as Jimmy Carter. Uh, not that I've heard anything negative about uh, Mr. Carter, but I think that's the point here. Uh, you know, I was having a conversation uh, with a buddy of mine. And essentially, the conversation turned political. And... I said, you know, look at uh, George W. Bush. Ten years ago, we hated him. There was nothing he could do that would uh, shake us from our belief 
that he was an atrocious man, an evil man. Somewhere around uh, 2015, 2016, that opinion started to change. Uh, His friendship with Michelle Obama uh, humanized him. And uh, obviously the events that followed with Trump really made us look at all of the presidents in a different way. Uh, so I, you know, I know there were a lot of people who hated Johnson, and in fact, they hated him so much that he didn't even run for office a second time after assuming uh, office from JFK. Uh, you know, and there's of, of course uh, some conspiracy theorists who believe LBJ actually was in on the plot to have JFK killed. I'm not going to get into that whole ball of wax. (laughs) You know, that can... That can be quite interesting. um, Because if you start pulling apart the threads... um, Yeah. Anyways. So. The fact that LBJ... Um, was sleeping with women while he was in office. Uh, I personally believe that most, if not all, of the presidents have, uh, with a couple of exceptions. Uh, I genuinely don't believe Bush cheated on Laura while in office, and I don't believe Obama cheated on Michelle while in office. Um, We all know Clinton cheated on Hillary. But, and that's kind of what I wanted to draw back to, though. Uh, Clinton really faced, um, he really faced a harsh, uh, reality, uh, recently with the Me Too movement, uh, and a lot of people, uh, thinking and, and writing think pieces about, you know, why do, why do Democrats hold this man in such high esteem, but also say that they believe women? It seems contradictory because he preyed on Monica, at least Monica Lewinsky that we know of. Uh, and while she never, you know, she did not come out and say, you know, this is, this is how I felt. Uh, she worked for him. He held power over her. So, you know, it could definitely be argued uh, that... Uh, there was something um, amiss there. With LBJ, you know, obviously no women have stepped forward and said, you know, he forced us to sleep with him uh, if we wanted to keep our jobs or whatever. No one has come forth publicly and said, you know, I got this job because I got the president laid. You know, we have... Looking at a modern... A, a modern day version of the sex scandal. <coughs> um, we have Matt Gates, who is being investigated for sex trafficking and sleeping with a minor. <coughs> um, allegedly, he was sharing naked pictures of women on the house floor, and 
Um, it is alleged in Florida that there was a sex game where women were assigned a point value, uh, with one being as high as, uh, like, 200 points or something, because she was thought to be so un- unattainable uh, that if you if you got with her, you would automatically win this this dirty contest. <clears throat> so, with that in mind, it it does call into question um, why no one stepped forth and said, you know, hey. You know, LBJ was doing the same shit that Matt Gates is doing. Why, why did we never go after him? Uh, and as I said, um, and with the Don Wells, through the prism of, you know, of the time period, I don't think that there was a lot of people who would have spoke up against the president back then. Uh, you know, I I actually truly believe that um, that started to change with Nixon, where people felt more emboldened to say, like, hey, the president's not above the law. You know, he's doing something bad here. Uh, and, and just on a side note, isn't it funny? Democrats have the sex scandals, and Republicans have the treasonous, or what could be viewed as treasonous, uh, uh, scandals. Uh, Reagan had Iran-Contra. Uh, Bush Sr., I don't believe, had, uh, any such scandal. I could be wrong. Uh, but I'm not remembering, um, I'm not remembering anything with him. Uh, Bush Jr. had the Iraq War. Uh, lying to the American people and to Congress about weapons of mass destruction. Uh, and then, of course, Trump uh, had the uh, Ukraine blackmail scandal. And also, uh, just this year, January 6th, the insurrection. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's twice impeached now. Uh, it, it's just interesting that... Um, you know, uh, uh, it, it's just interesting that Democrats have sex and uh, Republicans have treason. And, and we're going to leave it at that because I am not Will. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. I, You know, we really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without your support. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.